0: Welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. The daylight savings time. The fallback has occurred. For many of us, the cold has arrived. Thanksgiving is still weeks away. As I'm recording this right now, I'm looking out the window, and there's snow coming down. And it's totally dark outside. And the clock currently reads 5.30 p.m. This period, from November 1st to Thanksgiving, can be a difficult time for many. And it's definitely difficult for many of our youth. So I was thinking about what would be a good topic for this week, for this time of year. Unfortunately, school counselor in uh, Lakewood, Colorado, just recently shared a great video with me via email. So this video was from a presentation given by Craig Zablocki. I think I'm saying that right. And less than a minute into it, I knew what I should be talking about. So in this great video by Craig Zablocki, link is in the show notes, he shares the statistic that the average four-year-old laughs like over 300 times a day, while the average adult laughs about seven times a day. Now, in a brief online hunt for these statistics, I could not verify those stats and found out that the numbers are likely a bit off, but that's not really the point. And that's not the point that Craig was making. The point was, and is, that young children Laugh way more than adults do. And that right there, it's not a good thing. Okay, so back to why I think this is an important topic in November 2020. It's because, well, things, so many things, for some, like all things, seem so serious. And yes, Many things are serious. There is an ongoing pandemic. Important elections have just occurred. School is different and difficult for many, if not most, students. And those are just to name a few. But it is my belief that these are times, not when laughter is just okay, but when laughter is needed. We have to balance out the doom and gloom with a chuckle or chortle we have to remind ourselves that when things feel heavy we need a little buoyancy in our boats and yeah it might be a good idea for many of us to take a little detour from despair drive and instead arrive at the sounds and sights of laughter and delight i wrote that one down on my dry erase board Felt pretty good about it. Okay, but back to it. I believe that during different and difficult times, youth look to their elders to know how to think, how to feel, and ultimately how to respond. And from what I can gather, this is a time where most young people don't need too many reminders of the difficulties of this time. But instead, it seems to me that many, if not most, of our youth, are in need, in great need, of a bit of levity and laughter in their lives. And I ask you, if you aren't modeling, you know, having a little bit of fun, having a bit of a sense of humor, loving laughter, where is your child getting that beautiful combination, a little bit of light, a little bit of laughter? Where are they getting that energy? I'm not sure. Maybe you know. But many of the youth that I speak with aren't getting a whole lot of smiles and belly laughs from their interactions with their peers, with social media, with their teachers, or other adults in their lives. It's important to remember that young people pick up on the energy that their elders are putting out. And many of them are getting a whole lot of grave and grim from us. I guess you could say they need more grins and less grim. Sorry about that. Now, I'm not saying parents should be telling their kids that they need to laugh more or that they should calm down or don't be so serious. No, in my opinion, young people need to see. They need to hear the adults in their lives continuing to laugh, to be playful, to tell jokes, to dance, to sing, whatever it may be that gives off that energy that is so absent currently because remember it's not about your lectures it's about your life yes your lesson will be how you live your life and i think the lesson that youth need right now is that no matter how difficult things may be that laughter can always be the best form of therapy and yes That's a famous quote right there. But it's more than just that. It's also true and backed by science. So allow me to share a little serious science about laughter in the form of its short-term and long-term benefits. Okay, so these are from the Mayo Clinic, and a link will be in the show notes. So to start with the short term, laughter doesn't just lighten your load mentally. It actually induces physical changes in your body. And here are some of those physical changes. First up, laughter stimulates many organs. It enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, and muscles, and increases the endorphins that are released by your brain. Also, laughter activates and then relieves your stress response. That's right. So a big belly laugh will actually fire up and then cool down your stress response. And it can increase and then decrease your heart rate and blood pressure. What's the result? The result is a good and relaxed feeling. Isn't that incredible that laughter can do that? Okay, what else? Laughter also soothes tension and stimulates circulation and aids muscle relaxation, both of which can help reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. All right, now on to the long-term effects of laughter. Because as the Mayo Clinic says, it isn't just a quick pick-me-up, it's also good for you over the long term. And here's why. For starters, laughter improves your immune system. Also, it relieves pain by causing the body to produce its own natural painkillers. What else? Laughter increases personal satisfaction and helps you connect with other people. It improves your mood. Many people experience depression, sometimes due to chronic illnesses. Laughter can help lessen your depression and anxiety and make you feel happier. And here, drumroll please, laughter makes it easier to cope with difficult situations. So those were just a few of the short-term and long-term benefits of laughter. Let me ask you this. Does mid-November, in the year of 2020, seem like a time where your child, or you for that matter, Could benefit from the release of some feel good endorphins? Could they benefit from feeling more relaxed? Would it be helpful if they were able to soothe tension and reduce the physical symptoms of stress? Or what about would November 2020 be a good time to improve your immune system, relieve pain, increase personal satisfaction, and be better able to cope? With difficult situations. Just something to think about. And hopefully, laugh about. So, whether your child suffers from anxiety and or depression, or is just experiencing some November seasonal blues, the problem isn't usually that they don't take difficult situations seriously enough. No, the problem usually is that they focus too much on the difficult nature Of the situation and have a difficult time imagining that things will be okay and ultimately that they will be okay. And it is laughter, it is humor that can be the reminders needed to show our youth that they, that you, that we will be okay. I remember a while back pointing out to my buddies that when we were getting together. It seemed like the first thing we would do is we would jump into some sort of like stress off competition, meaning we would sort of just like compare our stressors with one another and try to show that our lives were as stressful, if not more stressful than the others in the group. It was like stress had somehow become like a form of social status that we would compare. And try to impress one another with how difficult our lives were. And therefore, how much stress we were experiencing. And I see and I hear a lot of this going on currently with adults. And our youth are taking notice. They are. And it's having a big impact on them. I always find it funny. To be truly honest, a bit sad that we get so frustrated with our youth's arrested development that many of them are, are, are putting off, taking on a stable and independent role in society known as adulthood. Well, I wonder why, at least in part, this hesitation to move into adulthood has to do with how we are portraying it. Would you, honestly, would you want to rush into that? Rush into an overly serious, negative, frenetic pace and space of adulthood. And then what? Look forward to a Friday night where I meet up with my buddies, with my friends, to compare, to contrast, and brag about my high levels of stress through a weird, strange stress-off competition? Yeah, I can understand why so many of our youth will say, you know what? No thanks. I think I'll pass on that for now and delay the despondency, the despair. I understand why so many of them have an attitude of wanting to avoid the anguish, the sheer agony of the affliction known as adulthood. Yep, we can do better. And mid-November is a great time to show our youth that these are times not when laughter is just okay, but when laughter is needed. All right, to close with a quote. The quote is from Michael Pritchard. Here it goes. You don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number for parents.com. Thanks again.